This week on Good Deeds Creative Chats, we talk with Maeve Higgins, Will Forte, and half of the directing team, Mike Ahern of Extraordinary. We talk about how Extraordinary went from a clickbait news posting to the big screen, creativity, and what everyone's been watching in quarantine. Enjoy our chat with Maeve, Will, and Mike from Extraordinary. And I think we're live. It's Putin. <laughs> it's happening, guys. I, I went to the still at the back. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a well. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, I'm just going to introduce everyone on the video. Not that anyone needs an introduction, but in case someone's just listening, we have the stars of the film Extraordinary, Maeve Higgins, Will Forte, and the director Mike Ahem. Uh, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for being here, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes, yeah. thank you for having us. I actually, I actually had a part in the movie as well, just in case. So I am a star. Oh, I was, I'm sorry. I was the bin. I was the bin. The dust, dustman collector at the start of the film who throws some flowers into the into the truck. Oh yeah, that was a, that, that was a great Eric? moment. Eric, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Part. Like, you 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 had just laid the flowers down. It was a really beautiful scene. And then this character came and took him. It was really hard for me to get past that part, actually. But uh, I got an IM credit for it. It's kind of crazy that the last time we all saw each other, uh, March first, at the uh, the dinner and special yeah. release. Whoa, life yeah. was so different. <laughs> I felt yeah. like it was in early February. That's it. Feels like so long ago. That was like a long time. Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels like either two years ago or two months. That was in February, yeah. Yeah. What did you have for dinner that night? Did I have dinner that night? What did you have? I had a burger. I, I remember. I had a that. burger as well. Yeah. I think I had some chicken. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I was just so like you know, um, I was on so many quaaludes because I'm in because I'm in move in a movie and. So I was really out of it. Do you remember how I was acting, screaming at the waiter and falling asleep and everything? <laughs> that and night Will, cost I feel a like lot Will, of money. You were a bit like, "Hey, Maeve, you know, I was a starlet once too. Don't, don't go there. You know, like this is getting really dark." Do you remember? Well, we were on different highs because I was very coked up. If you remember, so like, oh, 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 no, I don't like, remember. Like, uh, like uh, the odd couple. <laughs> yeah, there were two oh, yeah, sides you just kept of the telling me that everything was possible. You kept screaming like everything <laughs> is possible. <laughs> I can't believe we made it from the dinner to the movie theater. I was shepherding all of you. I had to come find you because I was like, we got to get Will to the green room. Maeve's in there eating up all the the papers that she's supposed to be signing. It was, yeah. a, it was a funny night, funny night. A lot of escalators, I remember. You should not have dipped those papers in acid. I mean, that is a good point. Anybody who did get one of the Extraordinary posters can now lick it. Oh, right. oh yeah. 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 You did so just drop a, sign a little from. bit on it. So you'll have to lick yeah. the whole poster to figure out where it is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. How have you guys been uh, spending your time for the past, well, 
two months or months in I just started um well I've done a few different projects but yesterday or no the day before yesterday I'm going to watch everything Kevin Costner's ever been in so <laughs> I'm just being I'm on my third uh film of his today so it's it's day three and I'm on what am I watching today I'm watching JFK and that's really good um, but I watched Dances with Wolves and I also read, I've been reading a lot about Kevin Costner's life and um, interviews he gave. So that's taking up actually a lot of time because he's been around, he's 64 years old and he's been really in the movie business for a long time. So if you want to know, I don't want to dominate the conversation with Kevin Costner completism, <laughs> but... <laughs> I did find that I one interesting the thing. Wolves. That was a that was a, uh, I remembered really liking. Yeah, it's so good. I I haven't seen Dances Wolves since when it, since it came out, but I remember uh, JFK was a very big movie for me because I went on the bus from school, which is a big deal. It takes about two hours to go to the movies in yeah. Cork, and that was the, the only movie that fit with the time that I got there. So I went to see JFK and it had. <laughs> It had two reels, I remember, because it was so long. So they had to change the reel in between, and I thought I was going to miss my bus home. So, <laughs> All, like a lot of his films, that's their defining thing. Like they're just extremely long. Yeah. So at the end of them, you are kind of knocked out. You're like, wow, that was an experience. But just because you've been there for ages. But <laughs> he did say he wanted to do a second bodyguard film, and yeah. Princess Diana was going to pr- play it. So I presume. What it was was he was just mm. going to be like fall in love with the woman he was protecting again, yeah. and but then she really did get killed <laughs> with her bodyguard. So sadly, she couldn't be in the bodyguard part two. But he brought up such a such a chortle from you. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was wondering. Sarah, I don't. I obviously, I obviously don't think that's funny. But what was funny to me was. That he he said that Sarah Ferguson, you know Fergie, like yeah. she set it up. So he he every interview he does, he's like, I just want to say I really respect Sarah Ferguson because she wanted Princess Diana to be in the Bodyguard Part Two, and the whole time she didn't even ask for a role for herself, even though she was also a princess at that time. <laughs> so that's what I've been really learning a lot about, and yeah, that's taking up. I mean, I'm glad for quarantine because it, I wouldn't have time otherwise because he's got such a extraordinary body of work and everything, like I said, is so long. But has he, he took, a, I think he took a bunch of years off, didn't he? Yeah, it's not clear to me like, what he's doing. I feel like he went away for a lot of the 2000s. But not, yeah, I but I don't wrong. know if that was his voice. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, what, what, is your, uh, what are your thoughts on Waterworld? Have you watched Waterworld yet? No, I think that I'm getting to that in June. He loves water, though. You can tell there. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen it? I heard that it's, like, not that good, you know, and he got laughed at. But also, when they were making Dance with Wolves, everyone was like, Kevin Costner is such a crazy loser, and he's spending all his money on a Buffalo movie. But then everyone really, it turned out really well. So when he was making Waterworld, I think everyone was kind of laughing at him and saying... Oh, the mermaids, you know, whatever. But then it turned out badly. Well, well, I don't know. I um, I enjoyed it. I think that maybe it was because you heard so much. Yeah, I agree. I think you went in thinking 
it wasn't going to be great. And I, I remember thinking, oh, that was a, I, is that like, there are a lot of movies that deserve to be uh, shit on for, for not being fun to watch. But I don't know if this, I mean, maybe because it costs so much money, maybe, you know. Yeah. Kevin Costner and Armin I enjoyed it. Kevin Costner and Armin Lake. Yeah, <laughs> but wasn't that wasn't that they kept the, what they kept talking about with Titanic when Titanic was about to come out? Is like, oh, it's just like Waterworld. It's way over budget, and and they yeah. said it's just like the real Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> and and it wasn't because it actually sailed. It, it sails unhappily to the no, but it underperformed. <laughs> if you compared it later, in hindsight. Uh, to Avatar, it did not do as well as Avatar. Oh, I always yeah. like to remember, uh, remind people of that. <laughs> yeah, you really <laughs> have to remember that. But the other thing that I want to watch is, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was doing really well, and people were like, "This is doing so well," and I'm like, "Hang on till his next one." <laughs> it's hard for me to enjoy movies. You're just like the voice of reason. I really just compare movies how they do business-wise, so it's hard for me to laugh at things. Um, this movie made me laugh. Yeah. Extraordinary. <laughs> I've seen Extraordinary actually twice in quarantine. I've seen it a lot, but like I've watched it twice. I've showed it to people and made sure they saw it. Aww. I've had some uh, friends. Who, a, lot of, a lot of friends have been uh, uh, catching it during uh, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sending nice notes. It's been uh, fun for people to see it. So I'm happy that people are still getting an opportunity to see it. Yeah, same over here because it, it hit Netflix in the UK and Ireland and stuff. So it's been mm-hmm. getting lots of nice, nice messages from people who've seen it. Yeah, it's it's available everywhere. Uh, we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I got, my- <laughs> a message, I got a message from a person who said, um, Oh, I was looking for Extraordinary, and in the end, I bought it in German, a German-dubbed version of it. And I was like, you can you can just get it on iTunes or, or on Amazon. Yeah. And then they were, but then it seemed like I was, you know, being hard on them for not speaking German. <laughs> so I wouldn't, <laughs> so, and I also didn't know what country they were in, but I guess in America, you can just buy it. You can buy it, and you can, you can rent it now as well. Rent yeah, it, it's yeah. it's actually available everywhere. Um, and if you uh, on Apple TV, there's like a little companion piece that I just watched a couple of days ago. It's like a 20 minute making of the movie. Do you guys remember being a part of that? <laughs> or have you seen it? Yeah, it's actually very <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's very good. So I guess we could tell people that if they wanted to go get that, to tune in on Apple TV and watch it. Um, Mm-hmm. Well, let's just go back, Ooh, back just, um, oh, who said they, Will, you haven't seen it? No. All right, I'll send it to you. I the, the 20 I mean, minutes. you have to go check it on Apple TV. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll be right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike, you're, you're half of the directing team, the creative team of this movie. Um, how, how do you come up, how do you come up with this movie? Like, where did the first... I want to know about the first conversation that you or Enda looked at each other. Oh, my God. Like, I have an idea. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, back in 2014, uh, me and Enda were looking for something to write about. 
and we came across a, an article on the internet, a clickbait kind of article about a ghost, an old folks home that was getting uh, haunted by this ghost who was groping the old people. Um, and we we thought that might be funny to read, so we clicked on the article, and um, it had a it had like a, a little piece. Of, the article was pretty boring, but it had a little piece about the ghost hunters that came and kind of sorted out the problem. And it was like this ghost hunting couple who were married, um, and she could she could speak to ghosts, and he could like he would take the ghosts inside him, it said, and she would speak to the ghosts. Yeah. Um, and that they basically did this as sort of a like they had day jobs that she worked in a bank and he worked like as a truck driver during the day and then at night they would go and do this and we were like how the hell did they meet each other how you know how did they know they could do this you know what is their kind of origin story and then we just thought it was a very funny premise for a kind of a rom-com basically um meet meet cute so there that was sort of our that was sort of our kind of <laughs> Our inspiration for like our kicking our kicking off point, um, and then we had like straight away we were we we thought of Maeve would be brilliant as as Rose when we started like thinking about it properly. So guilty, we thought, guilty. Turns out they were dead right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we wrote we we told Maeve we were going to do it do it with her uh, in mind, and we um, had no choice basically. And here we are, six years later. My my parents are powerful in the Irish, I would say, media, like Hollywood, whatever. My parents are really powerful. So they were like, if you want this film to be funded, like put our kids in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and also like because of my talent, but really because of my family lineage, like the um, I was like the uh, Romanov. Yeah. What's the 90210 guy called again? Oh yeah, spelling. <laughs> they like the spellings, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> you two, you two, or you three had known each other for a while, right? Like you had you worked together before. Extraordinary. Um, yeah, yeah Mike. Mike's mother used to clean our house. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? I, my mother used to work in their gift wrapping room in their house. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Is that really true? Uh, no. <laughs> um, in the gift wrapping room. No, I just remember. He was a seasonal employee. <laughs> this is a terrible. That's a terrible joke, but it was actually because I remember uh, reading an article about Aaron Spelling, and they had it had like a map of his mansion, and they had a gift wrapping room, and I always remembered it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew about that. That's right. I feel like that was bizarre Did common you? knowledge. Yeah. It was, I don't know, I, wow. part of pop culture. I just... Yeah. I, I'm basically controlling it for normal people to say. My mom being made house. <laughs> and Will, how did you come to uh, be involved in the whole movie? Uh, I actually, it was, it was right uh, between... Well, what I thought was going to be between seasons of Last Man on Earth... Um, but, uh, so I, I was so tired from going through last man on earth. I just didn't want to do any kind of job. Um, I was just going to go to Ireland for vacation. And then I got this script like two weeks before I was going to go to Ireland. Anyway, I almost didn't do it just cause I didn't want anything to take away from me being able to just 
bum around wherever I wanted in, in Ireland, but then I read the script and it was so funny. I'm so happy for so many reasons. The script was, I mean, the, the movie turned out great. I got to meet all these wonderful people. And then the, the last man on earth didn't even come back. Uh, come back. Anyway, so, so uh, it, you know, it, it was, uh, I'm, I'm just delighted that I, that I did uh, go over and do it. It was a, such a blast. And these guys were fantastic. And there are 150 other people who aren't on this Skype call that were involved with the movie who were so awesome too. Did you, yeah. did the characters that both of you play, when you read them, how much of yourselves did you put into those characters or what was already kind of written for you? I guess, yeah. What did you bring to it or what was already there? I requested the Satanist element <laughs> uh, because that's something that's so personally relevant to me. <laughs> or it was just like a you know, normal, normal dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> It basically is very close to who I am as a person. I mean, my <laughs> satanic stuff, but just like I wasn't doing a whole lot of acting. I was just hamming it up just the teeniest bit. <laughs> in real life. Anyway. Can you drive um, in real life, Will? Oh, I'm an excellent driver. Uh, I imagined you were. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple people on this movie who couldn't drive. Shut up, Barry. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, so how many how many people in and making this movie were not able to drive? A couple of them had to be uh, drivers in it's the movie. It's hard to remember. You know, like, it's so hard to remember because, like, we filmed it a couple of years ago. So I can't say for sure who can drive or not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I would say that some that some people can drive. Yeah, we know, we know well that Claudia can't. Is that right, mate? Yeah, Claudia has no idea how to drive. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of people 50, driving in this movie. 53 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, poor Claudia. That, that, that's a good bit in the um, the making of companion pieces, seeing how you guys shot the, the driving scenes. I won't give away too much, but it's definitely something I wanted to chat about. Is like the unique practical effects and ways that you guys shot this movie. There was a lot of, uh, a lot more practical effects than VFX in this movie, and I thought that was pretty unique. Have you worked with uh, the cinematographer? I have his name here somewhere, but um, have you guys worked together before? James. Yeah. Yes. Uh, me and Ender worked with James a lot. Um, we we have made like we make a lot of TV commercials and stuff like that as well, and we knew Je we, we knew James through that. But James has shot lots of amazing movies. Uh, uh, he made that he shot that movie Frank. You might have seen, or you know, he shot lots of great Irish films. But he also uh, shot one of our short films previously. Um, but uh, I think the practical thing was just sort of a uh, the way our brains are wired. We do that anyway, and a lot of the we kind of come out of that. DIY aesthetic where if you kind of have no money you use a lot of pieces of string um, and I think it, you know we love we love how that looks and we love you know to, we wanted to reference some of that stuff in in the movie like there was lots of kind of old horror movies like 13 ghosts and those kind of movies where stuff floats around the kitchen or um, you know things that are haunted that just have take on this like persona almost like they're on the fishing wire um, and there's something kind of funny to us mm -hmm. about that. Um, 
So we wanted to kind of keep that aesthetic across a lot of the movie. Um, and, and the same with like uh, even the floating girl and stuff. We wanted to work out rigs that we could kind of do as much of it in camera as we could. So we did. So she was like on a shelf in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like a magic trick. There was no wires or anything. There was nothing to paint out afterwards. She was just on this kind of shelf um, lying mm-hmm. there. And then the camera just moved in a way that you could never see the shelf. Um, so, so, yeah, it was just sort of a kind of a fun thing as well that we sort of, you know, built into the way we imagined the world to exist. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun because the first time when like the we're sitting around the table and uh, Martin Martin's wife comes back to haunt him, then I didn't realize like what was going to happen. But what happened was all the art crew and all the like crops grew and everything was all lying on the ground all over the place with like different fishing lines tied to them and so they would start like pulling pictures that would spin around the wall and the dishwasher opened and all the like kitchen cupboards started slamming and like the whole place was shaking and the lights were going on and off like the sparks had organized for the lights to go on and off I just assumed that like we'd have to pretend that was happening and that we'd be like ooh ah or whatever (laughs) but then it was like actually really really happening and then they had to do it again because all of us were like, oh, my God, this is actually cool. <laughs> and like ruined, <laughs> ruined the take or whatever. <laughs> but it was, yeah, they're super talented. And I think it looks better than if you like fake it afterwards. I think anyway, I don't know what to compare it to because it's like kind of hard to tell if something's fake or not. But I know in Kevin Costner's film <laughs> Dances with Wolves, what he did was had real buffalo and I thought that's like something that would happen in one of my films too. Very authentic. It felt that way. I mean, Those like it fit. It fit yeah. the tone of the movie the way that you guys did all the effects. Um, I can't yeah, really think right. of any. Yeah. Actual, he also he like, had mechanical buffalo. That... Really? Wow. <laughs> I just when I don't want to go too far killed. off the subject here, but um, what made you want to watch all of Kevin Costner, uh, Costner's? filmography how what (laughs) no i mean no one thing i think it's just um, it's just time you know it's important it's important to just like pay attention to our elders and to learn from them and (laughs) um put in the time (laughs) you think you think he's seen extraordinary mate i presume so yeah yeah i haven't heard from him but I'm going to reach out to his people directly after this and just see if we can get him a screener. Yeah. Can you get get him a screener? He's kcostner at gmail, I think. Kevin Costner at gmail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's called, he's mechanical buffaloes, not for me at (laughs) yahoo.com. Yeah, all the practical effects, even like in the the um, the branch or the toaster outside. So like that was all done with strings and and crew just pulling on them. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. Um, and like I mean, there's still obviously there's still like visual effects stuff that has to happen afterwards. So you know when you have a piece of string, it's still there, so you still have to get rid of it. But I think the kind of motivation and as of it and the look of it is kind of unique when you do it for real. And also, I think, as Maeve said, it does definitely help the cast when, you know, shit is happening around yeah. you, stuff is flying. Yeah. Like, for example, when Will was acting at the end, and I guess there's a spoiler here, but when the demon comes at the end, um, you know, we had we wanted there to be somebody there um, 
for him to act with and for everybody to act with. So we had a a guy uh, called Jed who was on a, la- a step ladder wearing a big sheet, and we kind of used. We didn't like have money to do a big motion control guy guy or um, motion capture guy, but we we had Jed there as sort of like our reference ghost, and then we used him in, in to to plan the animation afterwards as well. Yeah, and also like the theme- was that his voice? Oh, no. Was his voice that we used in the movie? Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. The, you know the scenes where uh, where I'm walking through the castle with Claudia and there's uh, the virgin waiting to be uh, sacrificed, and then Claudia makes a walk out of the. So when we go in there, the uh, you know they actually had the young woman up in a harness, and it's you know it's it's it definitely you act differently. <laughs> this person and then when and then when i walk back out of the room the camera falls out of the room and she makes uh that noise uh they actually did have a the collapsed uh exploded woman wait now but no there was a cut (laughs) we we actually did that person was they they did actually have that that wasn't an effect they had like a, a a body made of this yeah Loaded woman, which was horrifying, which yeah. was, uh, uh, I mean, stuff like that actually does make a difference in the performances, I think. Yeah, I think that was that was fun to shoot because that was a one, it, it, it didn't end up being a one shot in the movie in the edit in the end, but we did, we shot it all in one go and because we wanted it to be a one shot, but it was just a bit too long or something, I think, when we got to the edit. But I remember Claudia had to go into that room. Um, and as you left, she would get covered in blood by the makeup crew and then run back out. Um, and then sort of, we would keep the camera rolling. So it was like this big one tracking shot for the whole thing, yeah. which was, I think we did, we did it, we did it three times and we, one of them was good. Um, that was the very first scene that I had to do. So it was terrifying. <laughs> you know, the entire, because everything, every, every person has to do their job correctly and and mm. I was still nervous. I didn't know people, so you just you're. It's easier to memorize your lines after you've been working with people for a while because you just aren't in your head about it. So this is having this on the first day where everything has to be said right, and the cameras like a lot of the cues are based on where you are because the camera mm. following me around. It was it was terrifying because you'd get about three quarters of the way through your your scene and you're like, I haven't made a mistake yet. Don't <laughs> yeah. really scary. <laughs> and you well the thing is when you're nervous you fart uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> and you were so nervous that day. Yeah, when I'm not when I'm not nervous, they're very controlled farts. Yeah. We had the ADR we had the ADR that whole scene because it was just it was just so loud. <laughs> I thought I caught a few in a couple of those end scenes, but I didn't. I don't know. I just, you don't really think that you're going to hear it in a movie, but I heard it. Yeah. No, but everything is real. Everything, everything is, is real. real. Yeah. Yeah. Did, like, did your guys's like um, past with music videos and commercials kind of inform the decisions to to shoot this way and and uh, this movie in the ways that you guys did? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, like. For us, we didn't go to film school in the traditional sense, so um, we kind of have always had this uh, attitude of using like 
commercials especially where, when we have some money to try out equipment or try out different camera moves um and you know you get to get to see what things you like or don't like or what works well or what works for comedy better and what lenses you like and all those kind of things are really fun um and we're both quite nerdy about that especially enda who's not on this call but he's really nerdy about lenses and stuff mm -hmm. so um so i think yeah we definitely like would it would definitely influence the way we were thinking about the movie and i guess by making the more stuff you make the more kind of uh assured sounds weird but assured you get about the way you want to make things um and what you don't like especially you know so you kind of you might try something on set then and go actually that's not what i want to do but at least you know that it's it's wrong for the shot or whatever you know mm -hmm. so i think i think you know you the more like whether it's with a budget or not the more things that you just mess with and play with and you know when we get to actually make the movie then we kind of know what we don't want to do which is mm -hmm. really important i think yeah, I feel like the between the practical effects and uh, the castle that you guys shot in it was probably pretty immersive for the talent and you guys to be uh, in character. I don't know. Can you talk about the castle a little bit? Was it haunted or the castle? <laughs> the castle was. Um, we were there for about two weeks, so uh, two like two weeks is about ten days filming, and uh, I think most of the first week was kind of just like all of. Will's stuff where it was kind of like hanging out and living with Claudia and doing incantations and that sort of kind of stuff. And then most of the second week was the big end scene with the where the demon and happens and like all the crazy stuff happens at the end when uh Christian is about to sacrifice the virgin. So yeah, we, we love being there to be honest. Um from a from a filming point of view we had a lot of freedom. Um the you know, it was kinda of nice to be in one place for a long time. Um, and that, that location, we were, you know, you kind of just settle in and you know you're going to be there for 10 days rather than moving every day, which we did a lot. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. And, yeah, I think it's meant to be haunted. There's meant to be uh, the ghost of a six-year-old girl who fell down the banister. Very, very Edward Gorey kind of death. Um, and uh, apparently, yeah, she still haunts the place. That was the the uh, uh, that that just brought back memories of of because we were there for so long. There was a ton of stuff that we did at that castle. Uh -huh. These guys were amazing, and they were were. Uh, but but you know they had so much to shoot there that you'd kind of at the, you know usually you'd have one or two things that you wouldn't get to. And it kind of built up for the last couple of days, and it was so amazing watching these guys because they're they're. It was such a stressful situation <laughs> for them, where mm. they didn't seem stressed at all, or at least their version of being stressed is just like takes the facade of a super relaxed person who's <laughs> incredibly confident. But it was it was so. I mean, <laughs> leads into uh, you forget that. This was their first movie, like feature-length movie they'd ever made, and and this was Maeve's first time being in a, being in a movie at all, right? Yeah. So it's just crazy to me because they were. I mean, they did such an amazing job of directing. Maeve is such an amazing, you know, star of Thanks this movie. Well. Carries this whole thing on her shoulders. It's it was just. It was and I mentored, I mentored you as well, Will. What, what? I mentored you. 
I yeah. was like your mentor <laughs> and he would come to me what should I have for breakfast you know what will I say to Mike and you know how do I learn my lines he was so nervous and farting the whole time <laughs> <laughs> what's your trick for learning lines man do you have a do you have a secret for learning lines or do you not learn them at all you just roll into a situation <laughs> well didn't you say will that you learn them sometimes when you're on the treadmill uh yes yes that's the only trick i've ever heard i read once that michael fassbender reads the script 300 times and somehow then that just like sinks into his brain but so those are the only it. two tricks i the know the whole script 300 times yeah <laughs> He wow. learns everyone's, he learns everybody's lines as far as I know. That's why if you look at him, he's sometimes mouthing along with the other actor when they're... Shut up. Is he really? <laughs> I want Michael Fassbender to do a Kevin Costner script. Oh, now you're speaking my language, baby. <laughs> That'd be a long script to read 300 times. You have to remake one Costner movie with him. Which What would it be? <gasps> Oh my God, that's actually such a good question. Uh, Maybe Field of Dreams, but it would be like hurling. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Or I actually think that would be really good. Or else, like, I mean, like I said, I've only started working my way through Cost oh. Costner's body. So. <laughs> that is so funny. You say that because. In Ireland, that makes a lot of sense to people. But like in the United States, if anybody listens, is listening and is hearing, you you want to make field of dreams, but with hurling, they yeah. make, it seems to them like you're talking about vomiting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably was. <laughs> <laughs> no, hurling. it's the sport, the sport of hurling. But I yeah. think, but I think Michael Fassbender as well. You know, his whole trick is like he can get really skinny really quick or whatever that's like one of the things he does like for shame for shame and for the and for hunger like that's kind of like his thing that he shows off with so maybe i'd put him in um yeah that's the that's the element of the movie shame that i've always heard about him that's the one <laughs> i think so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, I cut you off. I cut you off. No, it's better that you did. <laughs> that just made me think of when you, uh, uh, that made me think of uh, Christian Bale in the, uh, is it called The Machinist? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Skinny fat. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. I bet that him and Michael Fassbender were like on the phone every night being like, whatever you do, don't touch the almonds or whatever, you know, like diet, dieting together. <laughs> <laughs> They are just like, ignore all the body positive. We've got to get these pounds off. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, hey, did anybody ask, uh, have any questions for us, Eric? Um, yeah, a few people. Uh, what movies? They're like, they're a little on topic. Some just questions about how you're living in quarantine. Um, Maeve, you've oh. definitely answered this question, but what movies are you watching in quarantine? So, <laughs> Will, Mike, are you guys get <laughs> You know what I just saw the other night? Uh, well, the, the, the uh, movie-wise, I just watched UHF. The weird oh, yeah. I love UHF. 
Uh, oh my god, I I had never seen it before, and and I've got I got to meet him uh, through this uh, charity thing for it's called the Big Slick um, for Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, mm. and so he's a delightful wonderful person and i've always thought he was so funny so i watched uhf the other night oh it's so good the weird all the guys get the, the there's a michael jordan documentary uh that's, that's big out here in the states uh espn that's amazing so I'm, I'm there's an espn one and oh, a netflix one or are they the same Oh, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I've just been watching it off ESPN. Okay, I think yeah, I think there's I think there's two. Oh, okay. There's two Michael Jordans. There's another Michael there's Jordan. There's two Michael Jordans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wonder. Documentaries. <laughs> he was a shoemaker. One for yeah. <laughs> Mike, you been watching anything? I've been mostly watching shorter things and uh i i'd never i'd only seen odd episodes of broad city so i, oh, I went yeah. back to the start of broad city and started watching it and it's fucking really funny i didn't realize how amazing yeah. it is like so funny and so goofy like the ones i'd seen i think were just really random and like i really liked it but like kind of watching it from the start is amazing because you're uh you really just get to know them really well from you know from the top from the start and then i'm just like, completely in love with both of them now I think it's great. By the way, I have to tell you, one of the people that had emailed me was uh, Lucia Aniello, who's one of the Broad City directors. She's like one of the, so she oh. had, was extraordinary and loved it. So that's so. Uh, that's great. You guys, you guys should meet each other because she had said, "I love those guys. I've been trying to uh, to uh, uh, say hello and just tell them how much I loved it." So I'll I have to. Oh wow! Uh, Maybe she got. Tired, she might be got tired working with women. Who? Maybe oh, she, she got tired. She, okay. she, Lucia, this director, she got tired of working with women, I'd say. It was tough. And I would say, you're dead right. Work with just men. I've always said that. Especially you, know, you know that. <laughs> Can you guys see this photo that someone just submitted? On, uh, Is it coming uh, up on the screen or no? Trying to figure no. out how I can, how I can put it in here, but something to the open conversation or something. Oh Is yeah, that... I'll will send it to uh to the the text thread. No. Where's that at? I don't know how okay. to do this. I have you no idea. You could do share screen, could you? Well, Eric, I don't know. Could you share screen? I'm just gonna send it to. Uh... There it is. Do you guys see this right here? Oh, the picture from Shame. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Did it come God. through? Yeah, oh, my God. You and Cosner. You and Cosner look that. really good. That's really yeah. nice. Oh, shut up. It's here, Maeve, I'm gonna, that was private. Maeve, I'm writing a movie with Kevin Costner and you in mind. Will you be in it? <laughs> Mike. Okay. You're, now you're asking me on the spot. Yeah, you're basically uh, a princess of Ireland, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> National treasure. Oh um, my god. So, I'm so excited to hear from him. I but do have another I, funny mic that, like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Will. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. I just pressed. I pressed. 
just an emoji. What is that? Jealous. I want one. I'm feeling good. Sorry. I hope that was. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, I got out of. I'm staying here with my parents. And I was like, I'd love to clean up after dinner, but I've got to do a work call. And this is my work call. <laughs> That's good. Just my poor parents in their 60s. I'm hey, what with my parents what, too right now. What, what is it like in Ireland? Is, it, uh, are, 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 is there a lot of uh, isolation, quarantining and stuff? Or, 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 or Yeah, yeah. they just said they're going to open up like next month slowly, kind of. Yeah. But um, I think people are being pretty good about it. I don't know. I mean, it's such a tiny country, Will. It's like, you know, four and a half million people in the Republic of Ireland. So it's like half, it's like quarters the size of New York or something. But actually, I don't know. But Is there like small, a lot of so. testing? What's your testing situation like? Uh, we all, we're all HIV positive. So that was a sad, <laughs> that was a sad part. I but mean, I should. We don't know about <laughs> So that was upsetting. But we don't know about Corona. What emoji should I do? <laughs> <laughs> the plus sign, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that's really meaningful. Thank you, Will. <laughs> what have you been tested for, everybody else? What else have you been tested for? In my life? Yeah. yeah. Um, college exams, um, yeah. not the COVID, not the COVID. I, I'm in Ohio right now and there's no drive throughs There's nothing to, nothing that I've oh. seen anyway. Like they're doing now in Los Angeles, you can go get tested just through like a drive through but. But sorry to change, but isn't there also drive through movies? Yeah, there's or people drive doing drive-in movies right now. Yeah. It's kind of like coming back right now. That's true. Yeah. So. We've actually discussed doing Extraordinary as a drive-in movie, so it's kind of in the in the works with the logistics of it we're figuring out right now. Oh, wow. That would be so nice, and what? I will offer personally to go and sit in everybody's car with them. That's a beautiful <laughs> idea. <laughs> and I'll just be like, do you like it? What do you think? I have another question. Maybe you couldn't go to the drive-in, though, because you can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> Maeve, wow. how did you Attacking first me. meet Mike and Enda, and what was it like working together on the script? Oh, um... <laughs> oh, look at that light! Uh, I met them, I know, but I don't actually like using it, but I got it, because I'm an influencer, but oh, yeah. it's too spooky. I would have um, just said my hair though. Is my halo. I met them, I actually don't remember the first time we met, but we met when we all lived in Dublin. And um, I think we just were in the same friends group, kind mm -hmm. of. Um, and so that was like many years ago. That was 12 years ago or 13 years ago or something. Um, and then stayed in touch. But then Mike moved to London and then I moved to New York and stuff. But we always stayed in touch. So I think that's always what I say to people. If you have creative people that you're friends with, um, and if it's ever possible to make something with them, then that's always going to be fun and good, even if it's like just for you to do. Um, so because I think sometimes people are like, I want to make something with, for example, Kevin Costner. Now I would be his peer because we're both in show business. 
but I think it's more realistic to stick to your like people who are around you and you'll also probably end up making more stuff and having a more fun time as well I think I remember we made me and Enda made the credits for your very yeah. good team. so maybe yeah. maybe had a TV show that was kind of it was called Fancy Vittles and it was yeah. kind of half cookery show half stand up I don't know if you describe it like that maybe but yeah. um um, it's excellent. Can you see it on YouTube or something, Maeve? Yeah, uh, you can see it on YouTube. Uh, so, and Mike and Enda made the opening credits for that. So we worked together then. And then they, I feel like I, you took photos and stuff as well and just little things like that. My favourite one of them was the poster for uh, the one where you were marrying a cat. Yeah, um, for one of my Edinburgh shows, uh, I wanted it to look like my cat was proposing to me. So... <laughs> <laughs> but like she was really bad tempered cranky cat who wouldn't like it's not like she would just put her paw I wanted her to be pushing the engagement ring across the table to me but she was so like she was like an outdoor wild thing so but Mike was able to do it I think eventually you've got made like a fake tuxedo for her arm and then yeah. took a picture of her paw and made it look like that I, I that was a multi-million dollar you know operation <laughs> and we needed um, drones and everything, but yeah, that was cool. I remember that it was kind of like a it was kind of a Lady in the Tramp style like uh, dining scene, and <laughs> yeah. I, I could be wrong, but this is how I remember it. And then um, I remember that the cat had a fish on its plate in front of it because it was like oh it was, yeah, it was you over dinner, and uh, you hated the fish a lot. Is all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much, but and then I had a pineapple upside down cake on my plate because I love that. <laughs> so I hope that was a helpful answer. It was. Where were you? Were you living in New York in London, Mike, when you gave her the call and said you had a script, or you guys? Uh, I think the start we were. In, oh no! I'm not. I yeah, think I was, we were still in Dublin when we started yeah. writing wrote the first draft and then Maeve was living actually in London but we would meet up a little bit about yeah. it along the way and then um, email and all that kind of stuff but yeah we were kind of in touch every you know not every day or anything but every few months or something and until we and we would show Maeve drafts of it along the way and going this still exists we still want to do this yeah and yeah and I think as you know if you're doing you know and Will knows it can take a really long time for something to happen so we were delighted and lucky that it did happen. Um, yeah. But I think it's because the lads kept going and kept on. We made a little tiny snippet of it, like a three or four minute version years ago. And then that helped to get more funding. And then that helped to, you know, ask after when we were asking Will if he would consider it, then we could send him that and send him a script that was like, you know, that Mike and Enda had made it as good as, as the best they did the best they could really, you know, God love them. <laughs> and so... <laughs> But yeah, it takes ages. It takes a long time. It was all did you guys get that to Will? Did you know each other? Was there mutual <laughs> connections between everyone? Or had you worked together before on anything? I met Maeve uh, in New York a couple of years ago through Kristen Shaw. Um, when we were out there for the upfronts one uh, yeah. year, we, we all went to dinner. But that was, that was about it. Yeah. So we were lucky because I suppose at least then if you knew, oh, well, Kristen, you know, it's not a total nut job. Little did you know, 
so yeah, but we were very there's lots of lucky things happened, I think, with this film. And you yeah. know, luckiest of all now everyone's trapped in their homes and they have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so perfect. Um, I have another question. What are some ordinary hauntings that didn't make it into the movie? Um there was a few. We have we have extra scenes around the montage scene, um, which was kind of like the bit where Rosa Martin kind of solved loads of hauntings in a row. Um, we had a scene with like a band, and I think there was they had done a Ouija board or something, and this they were like a local death metal band. They were all kids, um, but I think the, the lead singer was just pretending that he was haunted. <laughs> and then we had a funny one with a kid who who had like. Um, eating his, all the ice cream. Yeah, his ice cream used to keep disappearing. The mom, the mom called him because the ice cream used to keep disappearing um, from the fridge, and she was like a ghost eating it. And then it kind of cut to the kids, and he was like, "Don't tell them." It was more. We had we had loads of ideas for ones, but you know we had to kind of make sure we had enough time to shoot them all. So we kind of cut a few before we actually even shot. So there was nothing in. Pretty much everything that we shot is in the movie, to be honest. I have another question. Will, did you like being movie married to Claudio Doherty? She <laughs> is um, fantastic. She, uh, well, I had never met her before, but she's also a friend of Kristen Shaw's. So she said, so Kristen said, you already know Maeve, but uh, be on the lookout for my friend Claudia too. And because we were married, we basically would be in almost every scene together. I think there was maybe one scene that, that I was in that she wasn't. Uh-huh. And, and we'd have the same schedule. So we, we, several days we'd have off and we'd go hang out and walk around the, the, uh, the grounds of the hotel. We were staying. <laughs> um, it, no, it was so awesome. We, we went to a place that was, uh, had both Chinese and Thai food. <laughs> and so we go and just okay we're going to tie today and okay now today we're going chinese and then someday we'd go chinese and i'd go thai or vice versa but we got to hang out and get to know each other and she's fantastic so it was really really fun to get to act with her she's so funny yeah uh, what are the chances of an extraordinary sequel? Uh, well. I've been making one on my iPhone. Surprise. <laughs> so I've moved ahead with the project, you know, on my own. And my family and around here, there's lots. There's, you've got horses, cows, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm working away on the sequel now. Oh, great. Do you think that you'll you involve go. Mike and Enda at any point? Or, I don't know. Maybe I don't think so. We're going to be the stars this time. She's directing. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's the story about the, the garbage. It was their guy. first time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I think, it's, I think it's a good time. I've got a, I've got a new Sharpie holder. Will I show you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I know it's quite rude. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> <Do> some. 
it's actually a it's actually a vase to put a rose in there, but you know, there's no there's no flowers around at this time. Oh my god! I think Maeve left you. So Maeve, we we lost we lost your video, <laughs> or is it just too offensive? Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. I was just looking for how to do emojis. It's like so <laughs> if you guys could. It's where the heart thing is. You see where the throbbing heart is? Yeah, do you get that? Oh, yeah, I got you it. You put your cursor over that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Um, um, if you could okay, all well, get I'm together again to make a movie, what would it be about? That's an interesting question. Um, honestly, I would Kevin Costner's career. Kevin Costner's career. <laughs> Documentary about Kevin Costner. Documentary about <laughs> Kevin Costner. With reenactments, but Will is playing Kevin Costner. How about that? Yes. Wow. <laughs> this is the pitch meeting. Will, what would your movie be? What? <laughs> what movie do you want to make? A remake? I mean, that all sounds good to me. That sounds very good to me. Yeah. Anything Costner related... Well, the cool yeah. thing about this, the cool thing about this is we could get we get to remake lots of different Kevin Costner like just snippets from his life. So it'd be lots of little parts <laughs> of the movie like yeah from his repertoire. So Will would get to wear the weird fins and be Waterworld guy. Yeah. Um, I probably I probably yeah. would be the mailman. Yeah. I'd probably play the mailman. What's um? There's one. Is is the perfect day one of his? One fine day. Oh, well, that's good. I think. That Tony I Scott. Don't know. Come back to me in about three weeks. We should do a blog about it. Another one. Do you guys believe in ghosts? Who's going first? I well, I'll, I guess I'll go first because uh, um, I. I don't know. Sure. Why not? What do I, I, I don't not believe in them. I do. I'm, I'm not uh, going to ever say that I know yeah. all there know in the universe. So, so what do I know? Maybe there are, I'm not going to not believe in them, but think, it doesn't mean that I believe in them. I'm just open to the possibility of them. What? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, me? I yeah. um. I kind of would like to believe in ghosts, but I don't. I don't think I do because I haven't. Well, if if I, you know, I'm open to the the fact they might exist, but I haven't seen any. So at the moment, no. You are so fucked now because you are just inviting phantasms into your life. <laughs> like, like, a, oh, you don't, huh? Okay, we'll show you. <laughs> I like the idea of, uh, I was reading about, like, the idea of a place that that places record events um, mm. somehow, like, uh, so basically if a really bad thing happens in a certain place, that the sort of, the the environment or the geography of that place records the the atmosphere and stuff, and I think that sort of idea Ooh. is cool. Um, I've heard that, that's interesting. That's so when you get a spooky feeling walking in somewhere, it's sort of like a, it's sort of almost like a recording of a of an mm -hmm. event or theory, and it happens to good and bad things. So you can have a good feeling in some places and a bad feeling in some places. 
So I like that idea rather than the idea of uh, a dead person who's, you know, kind of roaming the world, being very sad and trying to get into the next world or whatever. Mm. <laughs> like in some city in Australia, the Dalai Lama won't go near it. He's like, no thanks, really bad energy there. Yeah, that's why I'm basically the Dalai Lama. He is. Mike is basically the Dalai Lama. He's like an older version of the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one last question. Um, what's okay. next? What's next for each of you coming out of all of this? And um, I'm going to watch The Untouchables tomorrow. I actually, I'm going to watch The Untouchables tomorrow. Now. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Will, are you going to watch okay. The Untouchables tomorrow? Untouchables is one of the great movies of all time. That's yeah. I, I had forgotten about that one. That's that probably is my favorite Costner movie. They pull a knife, you pull a gun. They send one of your men to the hospital. You send one of them and to the morgue. To the morgue. I saw Sean Connery on a bicycle. Did you? When yeah. he was cycling. Yeah, we were in. Uh, we made a commercial in the Bahamas for a lottery for the lottery and he lives in the Bahamas and we were doing we were looking for locations and he was cycling along the road on a, one of those bikes with small wheels <laughs> <laughs> and I I, I I got them to pull the car in so I could take a photo on my phone just because I was like I'm never he's never going to ever see me again and he knew he knew I was doing it so he like went up a, up a kind of driveway really fast oh when, when was so I basically popped um, <laughs> Sean <Connery. laughs> Uh, it would have been 2000. It would have been 2012 or 13. Wow. He's. I mean, he's must be 80 by now, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm looking it up right now. I, in answer to your question, uh, I am uh, writing. Uh, we're trying to get a MacGruber TV series going, so I'm writing that with uh, my buddies uh, Yorma Taconi and John Solomon. So that's that's been taken up. Uh, all my time recently. Awesome. That's so cool. Perfect. Yeah, we did. We're, Maeve, do you think you're going to want to work again or just maybe watch Kevin Costner's movies for the rest <laughs> of your uh, days? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think if people want to know oh, no, what is I'm, Maeve going to do next. I'm writing, you know, all writing away. So you could read my writing anywhere. But. We can't do any acting or anything because of quarantine. Nothing. Right. You know, so we'll uh, have to wait and see. Kevin, oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Costner is 64. I, I looked up Sean, he's 64? Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Connery is 89. Oh, oh my God. If he was on a bike, he would have been what? 81. Fucking hell, that's pretty good. Crazy. Wait, I'm looking up. Uh, you recognize him, like he looks like himself and everything. Yeah, he had pretty short shorts on as well. Good man. That's how he would keep. That's or, why he's got it. He, that's how he keeps it. Or as he would say, short. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> oh wow, Clint Eastwood, 89 as well. They're within like three months of each other's age, and Clint Eastwood is about three weeks away from being 90. Oh, would hopefully he'll stop making bloody films, so. I think he has another one coming out. Well, I have to say the uh, the other God. It was before um, before restaurants closed down and everything. 
But uh, we had a, a meeting with Lauren Michaels um, for MacGruber. This would have been, I don't know, two months ago, two and a half months ago. And so we meet up. It's it's Lauren and Meyer Rudolph came to the dinner too. Walk in and there is Clint Eastwood sitting with his family eating dinner. And that was super exciting. And then all of a sudden, uh, Eric Idle walks by. And, oh. oh, my God. This is crazy. And then we look over. There's Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr is in the family. I'm like, what is going on? How did, I knew going to Planet Hollywood was going to pay <laughs> And then, then we're hanging around. Larry King uh, wheels by. No way. Yeah. Wheels by. Wow. Will, were you having dinner at the Waxburg Museum? <laughs> <laughs> It was so exciting. It was very exciting. <laughs> it was some some uh, place I had never, you know, I, I think this is the kind of place that Lauren Michaels goes all the time because he just goes to nice restaurants. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I had never heard of this place. It was just this really nice Italian place uh, in, in downtown Los Angeles. Not downtown. And was, the, was the food all made out of, like, famous movie animals? Like, you had, like, Free Willy burgers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was like that movie, The Freshman. <laughs> well eric thank you so much for having us and thanks for you know organizing the movie and you know to everybody for watching it it's so nice to get messages still about it yeah Yeah, it's lovely it's an incredible movie thank you guys for making an incredible movie good luck with everything that you're doing and uh let's do another one of these again soon yeah totally oh okay say hi to eric Bye. Bye. Well, yeah, you too. Thanks, okay, guys. Bye. Talk to you Happy later. Early to uh, Clint Eastwood. Happy birthday. Let's do one on his birthday. Okay. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>